Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive his blessing today. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Think life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As the called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore announce the forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let us pray the prayer of the day. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness. Give thanks for all your benefits and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And now we continue with the readings. The first reading today is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, from verse 14 to 21. Jesse, the mic is yours. I have long time holden my peace. I have been still and refrained myself. Now will I cry like a travailing woman. I will destroy and devour at once. I will make waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbs. And I will make the rivers islands. And I will dry up the pools. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. They shall be turned back. They shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images that say to the molten images, Ye are our gods. Hear ye deaf and look ye blind that ye may see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as the Lord's servant? Seeing many things, but thou observest not, opening the ears, but he heareth not. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake, 
he will magnify the law and make it honorable. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. For he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. This is the word of the Thanks be to God. And now we continue to the epistle reading. It's from Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 8 to 14. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now to the reading of the Gospel, the Holy Gospel today, according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. Disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned, or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back, seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. 
they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is no God, keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these as they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And now we have hymn 421, Jesus Grant, that poem and the healing.
thanks to the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to all of you. We celebrate today one of the main miracles of Jesus Christ that he did to a blind man. So before we start, we need to bow down before the Lord and ask him to have mercy on humanity and also to bless all of us, those who are here and those who are listening everywhere across the channels and the TVs and so on, that the Lord may bless all of them, each one by name. So, Holy Lord, we come to you this morning and asking you to guide us by the Holy Spirit so we can learn from you what would we like, what would you like us to do to be your true children and to be good missionaries and the ambassadors for you through the gospel to many everywhere like this blind man who may need to see you as the Lord and Savior. We ask the Lord to make a message for everyone here today who listens so you may change lives and you may lead to repentance and you may strengthen faith for everyone wherever they are and whatever they need. We pray all of this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Gospel of John chapter 9 is talking about a miracle of Jesus he did for a blind man who was born blind. And before this, Jesus celebrated the feast of tabernacles with the Jews. And this feast was so important for all Israel. So the Lord told them, because I helped you, or I took you out from Egypt, the land of slavery, to the wilderness, and from the wilderness to the promised land, you need to celebrate this exodus. You need to celebrate my power, my almighty hands, that I took you out of Egypt. So every year you need to celebrate what's called the Tabernacles Feast. And Tabernacles from its name, it means Tabernacles, or it means tents, where all the Israeli people should go out to the wilderness and leave their homes and build a tent or tabernacle and they stay for seven days praising the Lord joyfully and on the eighth day they offer a sacrifice to the Lord remembering what he did for them. Again, Tabernacle's Feast was one of the manifested uh, feasts for the Jews and everyone or every family should do that 
to remember what the Lord had done for them. So Jesus just celebrated the tabernacles at this time and after he left he went to the temple and in the temple he started to teach or preach or answer questions as uh, he normally did and unfortunately one of or more of the Jewish teachers came to him bringing a woman who was caught in action she is an adulteress and every one of them is carrying a stone would like to stone this lady to kill her and they came to test him and they asked what can we do with this woman Moses gave us in the law that anyone who caught in adultery be stoned to death and before that they asked him about who are you we are the children of Abraham but who are you because they considered Jesus a false prophet or considered him not a man from God so they were so proud of being the children of Abraham but Jesus shocked them when he told them before Abraham was I am and of course they didn't catch what he means because he would like to say I am God I am the living God who was before Abraham and during Abraham and after Abraham until now he was trying to claim his divinity to them and he was trying also to distinguish between who are the true children of God and who are the false children of God they were children of Abraham by flesh but they not they were not children of Abraham by faith so Jesus put their finger on the problem that you are false children of Abraham because you don't have the faith of Abraham and after that as I said uh, they had the lady caught in adultery and they asked him rabbi uh, somebody like this should be stoned and as you know the story he said anyone without sin he can start stoning here but everyone left because all were sinners then Jesus came to talk to the multitudes 
man who was blind since his birth was shouting to Jesus or asking him for healing. And some scholars said that actually Jesus is the one who found the man. Not the man who is looking for Jesus because as the gospel said he found a blind man in his way and his disciples asked him Rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind and remember that his disciples till this moment they were like any regular Jew although they had relation with Christ they are were very close to him they listened to his teachings but still uh, their mentality was like the Jews they didn't see Jesus as a living true God so also in the Jewish or the Hebrew theology they believe that sin is the reason of any sickness so the question of the disciples reflects what this theology was because he connected usually the sickness with the sin if you are if you are sick you are a sinner so we need to look for the sinner that caused you to be sick and then if we remove the sin or your sin is forgiven then you will be healed and actually this is uh, not absolutely correct why because all the humans are sinners and since Adam and Eve fell in sin there was an enmity between them and God not only that but between them and the everything created by God so the nature became against them uh, like you see earthquakes you see hurricanes you see floods and so on and also the bacteria it was useful before and the viruses as we see nowadays they became enemies and uh, the animals they were uh, in relation good relation with the humans and after falling in sin they became enemies and they start to be wild and attack the humans and the kill and so on so you need to put in mind that the Jewish mentality focused on the connection between sin and sickness but because all humans are sinners so I cannot say you are sick because you are the only one who sins so they asked this question and Jesus replied right away no this man or his parents didn't sin so why he was born blind 
The answer is the work of God or the glory of God may be displayed in his life. And Jesus said, this is my work. When I came to this earth, I came for two reasons. Number one, to guide you to the kingdom of God through my cross, shedding my blood so you can be saved and righteous and have the eternal life. The second reason is to go everywhere and do good. So Jesus told them when he saw this blind man and they started to talk to him, it is day. And if it is day, we must do work. When the night comes, there will be no work. So as it is day, there is light. So we should work. It is exactly the same for the life of humans. As God gives you time and years to live, it is still day. But you don't know when the night will come. But be sure that the night will come. Then Jesus continued with his disciples and then uh, he asked the blind man to come and uh, he didn't say much to him but only one word, do you like to be healed? He said, of course, imagine that a person like this maybe is 30, 40, 50 years old, lived all his life blind and didn't see the light at all. And somebody is asking him, do you like to be healed? Do you like to see? Of course, the answer will be yes. And by the way, when you read uh, the Greek word for the born blind means, the word used in Greek means he was born without eyeball. He was born without eyeball. Yeah, uh, I mean there is no eyeball, mean there is nothing in inside him or in his socket to say this is an eye because you may see many or some blind people they have eyeballs and uh, uh, when you look at them you imagine or you believe that they are okay but they are not so this man was born without eyeball and i will come to this point later what is the significance of it so briefly, Jesus spit on the ground using the dust and make a mud and put it on both eyes of the blind man and asked him to go and wash himself in a lake called Sulwan. And Sulwan is a Hebrew name, which means sent.
By the way, some lakes in the United States, they are called now by the name Sulwan. And in the area I live, there is a lake by this name. So again, the Sulwan Lake, it was a Hebrew name, means scent. So he asked him to go and wash his eyes in this lake and he will see. Here we need to focus on this blind man. Number one, he was miserable for sure because imagine that he lived all these years, cannot see, maybe cannot work, but only job he can do is to be a beggar, to beg for money because he cannot do anything. And all of a sudden, somebody came to him and he will heal him. What do you imagine? So number one, he was miserable. Number two, he didn't discuss much with Jesus. And this means he had faith in every word Jesus said to him. Anyone else can think, how come he spit on the, the ground and uh, makes uh, his spit saliva with the dust and then make a mud and put it on my eyes. This is something <laughs> cannot heal me but cannot infect me, right? But he had faith. So I accepted what the Lord did and he went obediently to the lake and washed his eyes and he started to see. We need the faith of this blind man. Many times we don't have this faith at all. Like nowadays when the coronavirus is spreading all over the globe and all the people are terrified and scared for their lives, for their kids, their families, which is good feeling for sure. But they don't have the faith of this blind man. So we need to learn the lesson from this blind man. He had faith in Christ. And he, his faith was absolute faith. Means he didn't have any kind of doubt about what Jesus can do, can did for him. So he came and he was so happy that he started to see. As you know, the Pharisees and the scribes before attacked Jesus Christ in the temple when they asked him, who are you? We are the children of Abraham. And also tried to attack him when they caught the woman and they asked him, what can we do with her? And so on. And even his disciples asked him a critical question about this blind man who was a sinner. 
who was a sinner. If this is a man or his parents. So Jesus swallowed all of these questions and attacks but only cared about this blind man. The Lord many times may look for a lost to save him or her. And he can do everything like the Samaritan woman. Samaritan woman, Jesus was in the Judea area and he walked with his disciples to Galilee. And between the Galilee and Judea, about 200 miles, or you can say one and a half day walking. As you know, the Jewish day is 12 hours from the sunrise to the sunset. So when we say one and a half day means 12 plus 6. So Jesus walked with his disciples from Judea to Galilee to meet a sinner woman. He walked 18 hours because he was looking for this soul to be saved and added to the kingdom of God. Again, for the woman who was caught in adultery, he did the same. For this man who was born blind all his life, as I said before, he had no eyeball. So when Jesus healed him, this means he created a new ball with the components of the eye, the iris, the cornea, the viscous fluid, uh, uh, the nerves, the veins, the arteries. Imagine this. Imagine this. That Jesus did this by a word. Why? Because he is a creator. So he was trying to tell them, I am the creator. But they didn't got it. They didn't get it. Unfortunately, sometimes we do the same. God is in control. Everything is in his hands. But we don't trust him. We need to learn from this blind man. The Lord is looking for every person to be saved. Whatever the circumstances are, how many sins those people have, God in Jesus doesn't care about how many sins, but he cares only about faith. Like this blind man who believed in what Jesus told him and without any discussion or negotiation or any question, he went to the Sulwan Lake and washed. So he came open-eyed and he started to see.
from this man number one we need to know that as I said before if it is a as the Lord said if it is light we need to work as you live on this earth you have to work for the kingdom of God it's not to lose your time it's not to use your time in vain or some stuff that is not useful you have a task and you are a missionary for the kingdom of God so you need to work as it is day the second lesson is how God can work in your life but he will work in your life how in a mysterious ways God knows your needs and he knows he knows very well what actually you need and he satisfies his needs so don't worry at all but trust him what happened after that from this blind man who became open-eyed and start to restore his sight as usually as usual the, the evil the devil will not stop as you know the evil one or the devil is trying to catch you and to separate you from God by his actions by his thoughts but whatever so he pushed the Pharisees to invite or call this blind man and ask him what happened to you simply the the person for sure was a very simple man and he said I was blind and this man spit on the dust and made a mud put it on my eyes and told me go and wash your eyes in the Sulwan Lake and I went washed and became open-eyed and now I see the devil is continuing his way for sure so oh, they told him this man is a sinner and see the answer of the man by the way this man was so wise although he was very simple maybe not educated at all of course he used all his life to be a beggar but the Holy Spirit gave him what to say so he told them a sinner he or not I don't care and I don't know what do you know I know one thing only and this is what belongs to me I was blind and now I see this 
this is what belongs to me. So this is what we call the personal relationship between you and God. What Jesus did for you in your life, what the changes he made, how was your life before him and how it became after him. So this is the personal relationship with God. Every one of us has something touched in his or her life where God intervenes. Try to act like this blind man who said, I don't know anything about him. Whatever you say, I don't care. What I care about is what happened to me by him. I was blind. But now I see. You know, one of us can say the same. Because before Christ, we were blind. We didn't see the grace of God. We didn't see the righteousness he made for us through faith. But when we came to him, we can see and tell about the difference. I was blind, but now I see. Again, the devil doesn't, didn't stop. So they invited his parents and told them again, if this is your son, yeah, if he was born blind, yeah. So what happened to him? And also the Holy Spirit spoke through the parents of the blind man. And so they said wisely, yeah, this is our son. And he was born blind, but how he sees now, we don't know. Ask him, because he is the person of age, means he's an adult. He can answer for himself. So here we see the blind man was so wise, the parents also so wise because they knew if they say the truth they will be excommunicated means they will be out of the synagogue means they will not be Jewish members or Jewish people anymore and this means sentence of death so like if somebody is in a church a member in a church and the church comes one day and say, oh, you are excommunicated. You are not one of the fellowship of this church. So it's like a sentence of death. So it was the same. And in this community, it was different from the communities that we may have now. So, for example, if you don't like a church or the church doesn't like you, you can go to another church. If the denomination you don't like, you can go to another denomination. And so on. So there are many 
alternatives for you, but at this time, if you are a Jew and you are a citizen of Israel, it's very hard to lose your Jewish identity and actually your citizenship by indirect way. So imagine the hard situation the parents were in. Then they asked the man to come again and asked him again, why they do this over and over? This is the devil. The devil will not leave you from the first trial or first temptation. He will try it again and again and again till he may find a way to approach you. And if you gave up, he will attack you right away. So don't give up. Learn from this blind man and his parents the wisdom. So they asked him again what happened and he told the story that this man, whatever you say about him, he said he is a prophet because no one can do these miracles or good things like this and he is not from God. He's talking very logically. This poor man was talking to them very logically, but unfortunately they didn't get it. So they began at him and they said, you are born in sin and you are trying to lecture us. We are the Pharisees, we are the scribes, we are the teachers of the law, we are the teachers of the people, we are the rabbi, the teachers of the law. How can you teach us and say, if this man is not from God, he couldn't do these miracles? We notice here that they tried over and over, and this is what the devil is trying to do. Number two, we see the man is stable. He didn't hesitate, he didn't regret what Jesus did to him, but he insisted all the times to say the truth because he felt the power of God in himself. You know what? If this man doesn't feel the power of God in Jesus through his healing by a creation of new eyes, he cannot continue to be strong in his testimony. The Lord touched him. The Lord changed his life. And when the Lord changes your life, you will be a godly person. You will be a different person. You will have the heart of Christ. You will not think anymore like the earthly people, but you will think like a heavenly person. And this is the story of this 
blind man was touched by the Lord and believed in him. For this reason, we ask, I ask all of you to pray to the Lord and to ask him for guidance. In these hard times when everyone is suffering everywhere on the world, those who are worried, those who are scary, those who see the numbers of the people who die every day, and unfortunately, nothing can be done for those who died. When you see all this, you need to be like this blind man, to trust the Lord in every word he said. I will be with you all the time. I am with you, don't worry. Don't care about what the needs of the body because the Lord will provide them in abundance. I am in control. No one can hurt you and nothing can hurt you if you trust me. And again, if we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. If we live or die, we are His. And we have our eternal destination in eternity. Amen. May the peace of God which surpasses all understandings keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
confess our faith by the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten and made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. After and on the third day he rose according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. 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 And now we pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And now receive the benediction of the Lord, means the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And now we'll have the last song and during this I encourage every one of you here to raise your hand and raise your heart also and praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, Hala. And now, go in peace, serves the Lord.